This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Consumer Technology Association is hosting their annual event in Las Vegas next week. Marco Flalo is looking forward to CES, and he has a few ideas on what you can expect. Mark is one of the hosts of Access Tech Live on AMI-tv. Hey, good morning, Mark. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dave. Yeah, idea, ideas are definitely things on my mind when it comes to CES. But <laughs> I'll tell you, man, if you've ever been to one of these, uh, the surprises tend to lurk in every single corner of these big, giant convention centers. And it sprawls across Las Vegas. So uh, it's going to be a fun week. That, that's what I was going to say, that you and I can do all the reckless speculation that we want to today. We can think about all the narratives that we want. But ultimately, until you're on the ground, you don't really know. But you are someone who is tapped into these things, Mark. You're someone who, 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 who moves and shakes within the industry. So what are the overarching categories going into CES this year? Well, number one, I mean, everybody is uh, pretty much assuming that AI is going to be the overarching theme across the board, the continuation of AI and how it evolves into the various products and services that we're using uh, this day and age, of course. That's number one. Number two is smart home. You know, smart home has always been on the radar at CES. It's one of these themes that will continue for a long time. But because of the fact that in the past year, we've seen compatibility enhance across the board with matter and thread technology, which we won't get into. It basically means that it will work across the board. One device could work with Apple HomeKit, Google Play, uh, Amazon Echo devices. So we're going to see a lot more mm-hmm. evolution there. Plus AI has a role in the smart home as well. And automotive technology. I mean, we're seeing so many companies now focus on EVs and we're going to see a lot more uh, entertainment and things around EVs that are going to pop up. Interoperability of smart home tech. That that makes sense to me, Mark, for one reason. Even though a company like Amazon got to the market fast and became a dominant force in the market, the fact is the consumer is going to want to buy other devices. So it's in the interest of companies like Google and Apple, or as you highlighted a few weeks ago, Ikea, to start saying, yeah, "Yeah, our stuff's gonna work with Amazon. If Amazon's your base tech, ours is going to work with that or vice versa. Yeah, you know, there's no hiding the fact that this was really driven by the accessory makers, the Belkins of the world, um, who really wanted to make sure that they didn't have to manufacture seven different variations of the same smart plug, right? You know, you look at the companies like Lutron, who have been pretty agnostic in terms of compatibility across the board. But now that the, there, there is a standard and there is a, you know, a way that these can all interoperate and communicate together, it's going to change the game because it's going to mean that the things we can do with these different devices. Mark, let's turn to televisions, the actual television sets themselves, because even though TVs are maybe not necessarily uh, evolving at a rapid pace right now, TVs always tend to get some spotlight at CES. 
probably because it's a consumer product that everybody's going to buy every couple of years. Yeah. I know I know I'm in the market here. I bought a new dresser over the holidays and I'm going to put a new TV in my bedroom. I'm probably not going to buy a fancy TV or one of the ones unveiled at CES, but how much evolution can really occur here? What are the bells and whistles that companies are going to be able to show off that might actually grab the headlines this year on TVs? Well, you know, there's two two areas. It's size. You know, size is always one of these places that we see some of these manufacturers come out with absolutely astronomical size televisions. We're talking about the two, three, four, even five hundred inch televisions to the Whoa. point that they're they're not even TVs anymore. They're almost you know just panels, uh, LED panels. And I think that they're they get a focus of attention because. It's visual. It's just it's just eye catching at the end of the day. That being said, we're seeing evolutions in the actual LED technology. Uh, TCL is one of those brands that I love following because they're um, you know they're not a high end known brand in terms of you're not going to spend three thousand dollars for a TV. You can get a TV that's under two hundred dollars. That's quality. That's a four K television. But they're focusing on what's called QD Mini LED this year, which is a smaller brighter LED light. That means that your TVs are going to have richer blacks, better contrast, nicer color, and it's going to be cheaper and, and higher resolution across the board. The other cool thing I love about TCL televisions is that they've gone the route of embedding Roku as their operating system. They have Google variations as well. So you're getting all that smart home stuff right there in your TV. So if you want to get a television set and just pop it on your wall and know that you can have Netflix and all your applications, you've got that there as well. And the same could be said about a brand like Hisense and and even you know the the major brands like you know Sony and Samsung these days they're putting in some kind of smarts into their televisions to make sure that you can access that stuff as well. In terms of evolution, other than the picture, Dave, they're going for two areas. One is software is trying to figure out how can they set things apart. On the TCL side of things, they're going to be announcing next week some really cool stuff, including auto customization, and this takes the AI elements of things and says, okay, how do we take AI and how do we marry this into an experience that users will benefit from at home? And they've seen that studies have shown that people don't customize their TVs, whether they're using it for games or movies, they don't really make any customizations. Well, now with AI, they can walk you through a little short setup process, ask you a couple questions, and then tune a TV to your liking. And that's where the software comes in. The other one is sound. I think I think there's a lot of room for improvement yeah. when it comes to the sound quality that comes out of these televisions. I mean, you look at laptops, you know, the latest generation MacBooks and Dell computers have incredible sounding speakers in small packages. They need to include those in the televisions. Now, I know that there's a whole audio market that's, you know, that that's there. That they don't want to cannibalize. But a good sounding TV with a good sounding picture really does complete that package. It's one of the things that I noticed a couple of years ago when I had to replace my old television, that the new TV that I bought, the sound was just so much better. It has not yeah. stopped people people in my life from telling me, oh, you got to buy a sound bar. You got to get this surround sound. But <laughs> I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of like it just just like just the way it is. And I, I think it sounds great. Um, Mark, the one thing that I would be looking for here is as TV frames are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and the bezels are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
One is that it seems that a lot of uh, ports are going away or there's less ports available. So HDMIs or ARC cables or uh, other forms of connections for multiple devices. The other thing, and we encountered this with one of our AMI TVs uh, this morning while we were trying to do some stuff in the studio, there's no more physical buttons on TV. So if you lose yeah. the remote or you drop your remote or you have not downloaded the compatible software for your phone, to operate things like channel and volume, you can't do it on the physical TV anymore. And that's a little bit of a frustration. I would like to see TV makers maybe drift back in that direction, even if just for something like volume and power. Yeah, I mean, just a power button. I mean, even, you know, even iPhones have still have that home button, uh, you know, a little on off sleep wake button, right? So we 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 need some kind of something to just say, okay, I don't want to have to unplug this and plug it back in and hope for the best. I am totally with you there. And I think the port side of things, we're seeing some of the legacy ports disappearing. We're seeing some of those RCA ports and those old, you know, fiber optic ports disappearing. HDMI ports seem to be there. And depending on the price of the TV, you'll get more and you'll get more of the compatibility there in terms of the input. So I'm with you on that, Dave. Mark, I need my composite input because how would I plug my Nintendo 64 into my TV if they take away my That's composite? Very, adapters, input? Dave. Adapters. This is more money going out of my pocket. Just money <laughs> going into my pocket all over the place. Uh, Mark, are you going down? Are you going down to Vegas next week? So, so we're not going down uh, this year. It's one of these things that um, you have to balance the uh, how much can you cover a show when you're actually at it. And the, and the fact of the matter is, is that you can't cover it very well when you're there because you're torn between everything that you're trying to do. So we came up with a really cool hybrid plan. We're going to have a camera set up in Las Vegas, in the North Hall. And we have about a dozen people already scheduled to come to our booth during our live show next week. And we're going to be talking to them. And we have two live shows next week, Wednesday and Thursday at noon Eastern. And even then, I don't think we'll cover everything. But we're going to have guests live from the show floor. We're going to be talking to them, hopefully showcasing a lot of the technology that's down there. And I promise we'll just be scraping the surface. Oh, Mark, you guys always have a great strategy, great minds out there in the Access Tech Live crew. Listen, all the best to you. I know you're not uh, traveling on the Big Silver Bird or staying at the uh, Flamingo and doing a little bit of uh, roulette uh, during the course of the week, but I hope that uh, it proves to be a very fruitful, exciting week, and I cannot wait to check in with you next week to uh, find out some of your takeaways. I am looking forward to it, Dave. That is Marco Flalo. He's one of the co-hosts of Access Tech Live. No live show today. There is a best of coming your way Thursday at noon on AMI-tv. Before I tell you what's coming up next, I do want you to look ahead to this coming Monday on the show. Inclusive sport advocate, Ryan Van Praet, you know him, he's always trying to give you a little bit of guidance and advice in the world of fitness and maximizing your nutrition. Well, he wants to do an Ask Me Anything segment, and I think that's a great idea. So this requires a little bit of help from you out there in listener land and the viewer vortex. You should reach out to the show on social media at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook and post your question for Ryan, your biggest fitness and nutrition question going into the year. What do you want to know about your fitness or your nutrition? And Ryan Van Praet will try to tackle that question on Monday's show at about 10.45 a.m. Eastern time. So you can find a post that's already up on social media at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook, or you can just tag, DM, do your thing. I have all the faith in the world in you. 
Coming up after the break, Reservation Dogs is a series that may have come to an end, but you can still binge it on Disney+. Plus. Michael McNeely will share a review. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. There are lots of ways for you to get in touch with the show. Things that you like, things that you didn't. Doesn't matter, we have thick skin. Social media, lots of channels available to you at Accessible Media on Twitter slash X, at Accessible Media on TikTok. Why not tag the network on a little video? Let your face be seen and your voice be heard on TikTok at Accessible Media. If you prefer Instagram or Facebook, at Accessible Media Inc. is where you find those two points of contact at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook and Instagram. If you feel like really typing out your thoughts, maybe writing a letter, you can't actually mail it to us, but you can send an email, feedback at ami.ca, feedback at ami.ca, or pick up the phone and give the show a call, 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. I don't mind how you do it. I just want to hear your thoughts. Like I said, no matter what you hear on the show, if it rubs you the right way or the wrong way, ruffles your feathers or gives them a good stroke i want to hear what you think so chime in 1-866-509-4545 hey dave brown here if you enjoy this podcast portion of our show remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m eastern time on ami tv The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.